Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome aboard to the North Pole from the hole number six here at the Golf Club Eagle Point Studios. Merry Christmas, everybody. Jim Coyle with you. Indiana Sports Beat. Dustin Schutte is with me as always as well here on this Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas, Dustin. Merry Christmas, Jim. And my early Christmas present is I've worn a lot of different shirts. So anybody that's watching this on YouTube sees I'm finally wearing an Indiana shirt on this podcast, on this uh, radio show. So I noticed I, that I noticed <laughs> that when he stepped in, I was like, "Look at him! Wow!" I, I, I don't even I'm... own hardly any IU stuff anymore really? because, well, you, you know, working in the media, you're not, you can't wear it. Uh, and hell, I got in trouble once at a football practice for where my brother is the head of security for Charlotte, the, uh, not the NFL, but the Charlotte football team, the university. They're Division oh, One yeah. now for a couple of years, but nothing. But I was just wearing a, a Charlotte golf shirt in there my, that my brother gave me one day, and I got, I got said something to because I was like, "What, really?" I just laugh. I got to tell you that last Christmas, my wife, since I cover the Big Ten, she got me a shirt from every school in the Big Ten. So, oh, I, you I, could do one of those videos like Annie Agar do, girl. I could. I could, but I'm not nearly as funny as she is. So people would probably get you're not uh, tired as pretty of as she is either. I can tell you that. <laughs> not to look at. But yeah, she's, uh, I, she's that's pretty funny. She's gonna turn that into a career. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I mean she's may have already, I saw the last post I saw it had something to do with ESPN, maybe, but but she used to be a TV's like a small town TV sports anchor or something, but that's it's it's working, man. It's funny how things just create things. Uh, and we're in a day and age where that can be created because twenty five years ago that didn't that couldn't have that could not have been created. Right. Right. You don't I mean, you have all these social media outlets. So if you're good at what you do, if you're funny, if you're engaging, if you work hard, you know, the opportunities are out there, whether that's through Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or YouTube. There's just so many different outlets where you can you can get exposed and, and get exposure. Uh, and, and she's done a wonderful job with it. I mean, she's one of the, my favorite people. Um She's one of my favorite people to watch just because she has something different all the time. And I think she's dipped her toe into the NFL. I think she started doing Big Ten stuff uh, earlier this year, and then she dipped her toe in the NFL, and, and she seems to be a big hit there. So it's been really cool to kind of see her following grow over the last, I don't know, six or eight months. Maybe it was before then, but I remember, you know, when all this stuff was going on about the Big Ten football season and the back and forth and on again, off again. I remember that's when she she came up on my radar, and, and now she's, you know, she's a – She's a sensation, man. She's really fun to watch. Sensations. Uh, well, that wasn't how I would describe what uh, happened last night at Simon Scott Assembly Hall uh, in Northwestern. Comes into 
Bloomington, and they leave and head to Evanston with a W. And that's coming on the heels of beating Michigan State. Northwestern is positioning itself for an NCAA tournament run in a league that is almost impossible to do from their position because they're fighting from the bottom up like Indiana is, and there are people trying to knock you down. And it's going to take toughness and determination to get through that. And watching that Northwestern team last night, I saw a whole lot of toughness. I saw a whole lot of determination from the opening bell until the final second. The the bench was up. The bench was around the corner of the court, fired up, jumping up all night, screaming. I looked at, I took, actually, I, I tweeted a picture. I took a picture of the Northwestern bench, which was right in front of me. And uh, uh, the IU bench was just further down. But the, uh, the, the contrast was just, you, was, you could just see it. I mean, you got guys that are standing up, their arms up in the air. And then the other end, the guys are just standing there. And it's, it's been, it just, that has been, oh, I don't know, the, the, the theme, it seems like, for a while, I guess you'd say. That's, that's, that's the culture thing. You know, we talk about Tom Allen on the football side creating such a great culture. And then, you know, the thing about Indiana to me that's really strange is you go back and, and they didn't play a great first half. But they came out of that that first four minute stretch, and it may have even lasted longer. They come, they got right back in the game, and they had a ton of energy. I mean, I think what did they have like an an eight zero or nine zero run right out of the gate there to start the second half, and they were they were back in the ball game, and they had plenty of energy, and then it just kind of evaporates. It's very strange to see because it seems like it happens on a regular basis. Like they can't sustain that momentum, and obviously it has happened on a regular basis. And and obviously you can't sustain those kind of runs throughout the course of a game. Um, you know with the and flows of a basketball game but at the same time you have to maintain that energy especially when you're down and and you realize that hey at, they should have realized at halftime they were in for a dogfight and they were going to need more than that four minute stretch and i go back to you know really the the eight to the, the 12 minute to eight minute stretch there uh in the middle of the second half they had opportunities to they had a two-point lead. They had an opportunity to stretch that to a two-possession game, a three-possession game. They were playing really good defense, and then it was a missed shot, a turnover, an offensive foul, another missed shot. They just struggled to take advantage of the opportunities that Northwestern was getting them. You know, you go back and you look at the stat sheet, that the game was pretty much even. Both teams hit seven three-pointers. Both teams had 16 turnovers. Both teams, I think, had 10 or 11 free throws. So it was just a matter of, of Northwestern hitting some big key shots there late in the game, and Indiana had opportunities to do that. And, and by the way, is something going on with Christian Lander and, and Galloway or why they shot three, they made all three of their shots. I don't know why they're not letting them shoot the ball more when Armand Franklin's going seven to 17. Are you asking me that question? I'm going to, I'm going to ask you that question. Yeah. Crickets, crickets, <laughs> crickets. I'm preaching to the choir here. There's, there's, um, I'm not in practice. So yep. that's one thing. Let me say that right off the bat. I have no idea what's going on in practice, and that determines a lot of things of what goes on during the games that, that we see. You know, we don't see that what's going on there, so I don't know what's happening there. I, I do know this. Um, okay, if you want to – I'm trying to figure out – Christian Lander, let's talk about him. Defensively, he's, he's a little bit um, – liability a little bit, sure. but he, learning, growing, young. Um, you gotta. I, that's the thing. Where do you fight through that? Do you fight through that in practice, or do you fight through that in games and, and get game ready? Because last night, your guards. I wish I could get the stats pulled up, but 
What, what did Tennessee and um, uh, Durham have six points on yeah, I, one yeah. of 55 shooting? Uh, yeah, fin- just, I think yeah, there, there's no guard play. This team has no guard play. There's nobody that is slashing to the rim, creating, uh, kicking. Christian tries to do it when he comes in. He, he's just young. It's just he, – he, he, he's still got to get acclimated to, to this this level, this speed, all of that. And there's just there's – a, there's a lot to it. I'm not making excuses, but I'm trying not to. I'm trying not to go the other way because I don't think I need to. I, I, I'm going to wait. I, I, I don't think I need to. Actually, I think all needs to be done is to ask some questions, and we'll get into that later. I'll just ask questions. Would, are are you better off today than you were four years ago? That's a question that they like to ask in the political ring a lot. Well, yeah. ask yourself that. Are you better off today than you were four years ago? And. And I think the the question to me, and going back to this Lander thing a little bit, is it, it wasn't like Northwestern was a slashing like they weren't driving, beating guys off the dribble, getting to the basket. Like, I don't think he would have been that much of a defensive liability in that game. Now maybe if he's on the floor, they I attack know. him a little bit more. That could have been a thing. I don't know, but it, it just seems weird to me that you. Well, have he's not guys the only who... one, and I didn't mean that as a cry. He's not the only one, so right. I, I think you got to. I think you got to learn to live with it. Uh, yeah. You just and deal with it and learn but hey you don't want to get too deep into this because we got to guess well we got two minutes before we can have to break break but uh how about jared jeffries coming on we got jared coming on today uh of course jared's in town in bloomington his home for the holidays uh he's been uh saw him last night and uh, so he was here out about the night before that but man be nice to have him down low in that middle because trace jackson davis <laughs> could certainly use the help yeah, I mean, he's doing it all himself, and and give a lot of credit to him because he's he's carrying a lot of that. What was it, twenty two and nine he had last night? So almost another double double. Uh, he is. He, I mean, he's a fireball. He's got to get those guys around him. It's going to help if when Indiana hits the outside shot, that's going to help him out so much. He don't, almost doesn't need a running mate at that point when you're able to knock down those shots from the perimeter. But it, right now with Indiana struggling to shoot, if they can get another guy to establish himself inside, then that's going to help them out tremendously. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned the stats. I, I was shocked how close that they were. Uh, they mm-hmm. were very, very close. And we'll go through all that again later, but I don't want to get too deep into here because we're getting close to the break and I don't want to miss that with Jared coming up. Uh, it's holiday time. You got that going on. We got a lot of bowl games to talk about. We'll do, let's do some predictions later. Uh, talk about the old Miss and Lane Kiffin, how much fun that's going to be. But let's go ahead and hit the break now before we miss. Up next, Jared Jeffries is going to join us, the IU great. Uh, you're listening to Indiana Sports Beat here on this Christmas Eve day. Back with more right after this. Hello, everybody. Jim Coyle from Indiana Sports Beat. When I'm not covering the Hoosiers, you can find me at Bubba's 33 in Clarksville, located on the northeast corner of I-65 at Veterans Parkway, Bubba's 33 has hand-tossed pizzas, bold burgers, and ice-cold beer from a select list of local craft brewers. An incredible food selection, all made fresh daily. Whether you're meeting the team for that post-win meal in the family dining area or meeting friends for happy hour to watch the game on one of Bubba's 50 TVs, Bubba's 33 in Clarksville. 
pizza, burgers, beer. We all want a winning smile for those championship photos, and that's exactly what you will get at Reynolds Family Dentistry in Sellersburg. Reynolds Family Dentistry has been serving the dental needs of Hoosier families for over 30 years. Let doctors Roger and Jay Reynolds take care of your family. Just off of I-65 at 809 South Indiana Avenue in Sellersburg. Call 812-246-3368. That's Reynolds Family Dentistry, 812-246-3368. Hey, this is Jim Coyle with Indiana Sports Beat Radio. We're now a part of the Rivals Network. TheHoosier.com is where you'll find complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers, as well as coverage of the Big Ten. Simply go to TheHoosier.com and sign up. It's free. You can also catch Indiana Sports Beat Radio there each day at your convenience, or you can find it in any place you podcast or on this station each weekday. If we're not on the station where you live, we should be. Ask for Indiana Sports Beat Radio. The 2021 golf season is just around the corner. Book your next outing or get your membership from the Golf Club in Eagle Point in Bloomington. Just call 812-824-4040. And whether you're playing golf or not, you'll want to check out the new Psalms Clubhouse. It's open to the public for lunch or dinner, and the food is fantastic. Call 812-824-4040 for reservations or tea times. The Golf Club at Eagle Point and Psalms Clubhouse. A winner every time. Does your bank offer the personal service of a community bank combined with big bank products that you expect? I'm Dane Chandler, Banking Center Manager with Banterra. And with our bank, you get the best of both worlds. Our easy-to-use mobile app includes conveniences like mobile check deposit. We offer competitive CD and money market rates, smart mortgage options, and unmatched business products and services. Switching to Banterra is easy. Stop by our locations to learn more. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. The college and pro football seasons bring friends together, and Leroy's Tavern is a place to watch all the games every week with the NFL Sunday ticket while enjoying $1 Bushlight drafts every Sunday, Monday, and Thursday. Leroy's Tavern also features a $6 daily lunch special from 10.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. Monday through Friday, featuring a sandwich, fries, or onion rings, or a 7-inch pizza and a non-alcoholic drink for just $6. Be part of the karaoke fun every Friday and Saturday night. Leroy's Tavern, a West Side tradition for 50 years at 2659 Mount Vernon Avenue. Today's guest is brought to you by Reynolds Family Dentistry of Sellersburg. You need a million-dollar smile for those championship photos, and that's exactly what you'll get with Reynolds Family Dentistry. Welcome back. Indiana Sports Beat coming to you here on this Christmas Eve. And uh, here's a present for you, Hoosier Nation. Uh, Jared Jeffries, former Hoosier great, joining us now. Jared, how are you, sir? Doing great, man. No complaints at all. Appreciate you joining us. Welcome. I'm glad to have you. You're back in town for the holidays and back in Bloomington. I, I, that's got to be, always be a fun time for you. I love it, man. I mean, I spent the first 20 years of my life here and to have the chance to be able to come back, see my parents, bring my kids back here and see where I grew up and how I grew up. Man, it's a lot of fun. I was uh, Dustin Schuette from uh, Saturday Traditions with us, and I was just talking to him. I was like, "Man, you, you talk about he, he, Jerry just had the uh, the greatest career, just a 13 year run in the NBA. He did a a fishing show on the Outdoor Life Channel for three years. How in the world did that come about? How did <laughs> where did your interest in fishing come from? I mean, uh, a six foot nine or eleven guy that's not who you expect to see doing a fishing show. <laughs> Um, you know, what's funny is, um, my dad got me into fishing growing up and I fished Lake Monroe, um, Cataract, Lake Lemon, Griffey and Yellowwood. I live, I actually live out near Yellowwood in Brown County kind of. 
And um, he got me doing it, man, and fishing. And when I moved to Florida to start working out for the NBA draft, I just fell in love with saltwater fishing. So I've done it my whole life, and then I just fell in love with saltwater fishing. And then, man, I, and then you, I mean, if y'all didn't see the show, you, you've got to go back and watch this out on there. And it was just serious, some serious fishing. Did you ever get any, any situations that kind of like, oh, this is getting a little dicey? Yeah. I mean, it's the ocean. I mean, I've, one time we were, the, the gas gauge broke on one of the boats and we were about 70 miles offshore, ran out of gas. So, you know, that far offshore out of gas, it took us about 15 hours to get back to land. So um, we had to call a, a towboat, like a sea tow, to come get us. So that that's gnarly. You know what I mean? You're all the way out there and no gas, and you got to hope that this guy can find you in the middle of the ocean um, according to your GPS tracker, and then he's got to pull you in at like four or five knots. I'll be back in the shore. It takes a long time. Oh, my gosh. That that would be – yeah, that would be a little harrowing. Uh, yeah. Funnest thing. What was the funnest thing you ever did out there? B- biggest moment or, or just the coolest thing, being out in, in nature like that? You get to see stuff that none of us – most of us don't get to see. You know what I mean? The coolest thing probably, man, was being able to take my dad um, to Panama, take my dad to uh, Mexico. Uh, you know, my, my dad comes from um, – Mississippi, uh, moved here to Indiana. He was served in the Air Force, got stationed at Grissom Air Force Base, met my mom, then moved to Indiana, lived here his whole life. And to be able to take my dad kind of to other countries and even places around the U.S. here and fish with him was pretty cool. Absolutely. It was cool that uh, your father moved in here. Jordan Hall is another great Bloomington player. His father had moved in here as well. It's just cool how those those uh, timelines have happened. But, man, there has been some real talent come out of this town, a little Bloomington uh, basket, on the basketball side, of course. Uh, you, you headline that. But Jordan Hall, I just mentioned as well, one of those others. But uh, pretty cool to see that and that talent go to IU. Just a fun to see the hometown type guys. It is, man. Um the kid, they got the one Mr. Basketball um, last year at South. It's at Indiana right now. Jordan, um, I mean, it goes back to Derek Cross. I played for Terry Stotts. Um, you know, actually me and Terry have the same birthday. So, you know, Terry's doing a great job coaching right now. Just how many people that have come from Bloomington, a relatively small town, it just shows the basketball roots this town has. Absolutely, and it's such a fun time. And plus, I mentioned Jordan Holzer. That's the perfect look uh conflict there you're a bloomington north guy he's a south guy i'm sure he'd love to handle that man we used to beat the brakes off them so that's fine like i said like, <laughs> people jordan normally there. joins us too he would jordan would normally be with us today uh or not because it was yesterday he's only with us but he's still in germany but his family just got there he had a game the night before i think he had practice but man i wish i could have got him on here today but uh, that would be fun but yeah, that had to be like, fun you know, I, mean, I mean everybody now jr is a great coach and doing a really good job but don't forget, man, for about for about 10, 15 years, we'd, we'd beat the snide of South every single time. And we, we there took you it go. Too. Trash talking on Christmas Eve, baby. <laughs> it's already started. We got it going. Oh, man, that's just fuzzy. Uh, Indiana last night, of course, a tough loss to Northwestern. Uh, man, they could sure use you out there, Jared. I was talking earlier uh, with Dustin. The Trace Jackson Davis is just a great player, but, man, he could sure use some help. Man, I, I don't know what's going on. Um, they got to find shooting. Uh, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, to come from this state, the level of shooters that are in the high school ranks, the fact that the university here in IU can't find consistent shooting, man, it's, uh, there's got to be a way to get shooters out there. I mean, because Trace is such an unbelievable talent, and he's you know putting up great numbers, but how much easier for him would it be 
if he had a little bit more space to operate and they were knocking down a few shots, man. I mean, even last night from the free throw line, they struggled. So I think they just really have to find a level of confidence, man, and get a swagger that they can knock down shots. I agree. I agree. Uh, and it's so funny because I, I get fortunate to get to spend time with guys. Like last night we did the postgame show with Todd Leary and, and Brian Evans, these different eras. And, and you're kind of in, but you're like right in the middle between them and, and now. How has the game changed as you watch it? Has it changed much at all? Do you, or do you <clears throat> think it's pretty much how it was when you were playing? It's the game. The game is the same now. It's trickled down from the NBA ranks. Um, you know, I was very fortunate to play for Mike D'Antoni and Mike revolutionized basketball and that you take your first good shot. And if you're not willing to take that shot with confidence, first of all, you got to be in the gym. The coaches got to see you in the gym, working on that shot all the time. You shoot your first good shot because if you turn down that good shot, your next shot gets worse and worse and worse. It's, it's the history of basketball. The longer on the shot clock you go, the lower the percentage of shot goes because usually if you score – in transition, and the shot clock's at 30. If you if you get down, if you break the defense down early. So once you get down to the last five seconds of the shot clock, it's usually a one-on-one ISO for a shot. So the philosophy of basketball, um, you look at what Hughes is doing in Gonzaga. Gonzaga is an up-tempo team that runs a pro-style offense, and he has, over the years, he's changed his system. You look at what Calipari was doing, what Patino has done. These guys have been able to look at the game of basketball and how it's changed and incorporate the three-point shot. And I think that that's where basketball is going. So I caught it in the NBA towards the end of my career. And, you know, the motion offense where you run around in circles and set screens and you have two bigs on the block. And that, that's so hard to, had it hard to do right now because you got college teams that will take 35 threes in a game. If they make 12, they're going to beat you. Yeah, and Indiana's not set up to to do that right now, unfortunately. You mentioned the lamenting the shooting, lack of shooting there early on. So hopefully they get that turned around because this league, man, it's always a tough league. The Big Ten's always tough. When you were in it, it was tough. I mean, it doesn't matter what what era we're talking about. But this year, golly, this league, there, there's no, there is not a night off, and I don't care if you're playing the last place team. I mean, you, you I mean, the basketball higher ups or ESPN or whoever that does it. The fact that they're even mentioning that the Big Ten could possibly get 10 teams in the tournament this year, it's a pretty wild thing, man. So it's, I think the Big Ten has always submitted itself. I was talking to A.J. Guyton the other day. Um, the Big Ten has always been a great league. I mean, I go back to when I was first started watching Big Ten basketball in the early 90s when I really got into it. I mean, you had Sean Rathbert, Michael Finley, Lawrence Funderburg, Jimmy Jackson, Calvert Chaney, Chris Webber, Jalen Roth, Allen Henderson. Like, you had... I mean, it was probably the time I was the best era, just of talent the Big Ten ever has ever seen. And I think they've done a consistent job of keeping that kind of talent in the Big Ten. Yeah, it's unbelievable to see it year in, year out, and it just it doesn't fade. And and you see teams like Northwestern, who who it's a struggle for them to try to to, to compete in this league. But uh, we saw what likes last night. They just they brought a lot of energy, and and that's that team. They have to do that every night. And I think that's something people don't realize that you have to bring that energy every night for the entire length of the game. And that's a difficult thing to do with no fans in the stands. It's yeah. it's, a, it's a great adjustment. <clears throat> Well, I mean, Northwestern ain't got no fans anyway. Shoot, they never have fans, so they, so they were used to it. So they had the advantage last night. Coffee up, man. <laughs> there's no, there's no way, there's no way that, yeah. And that's the thing that's sad right now for so many kids. You know, um, 
you're not going to get a chance to walk out there in front of those fans. I mean, 17,500 when that crowd's rocking, it gives you an advantage. I mean, when I was playing here, when we beat Michigan State, when they were number one, um, the, the Illinois game here that we had at home, when we beat Louisville, just the, the way the fans carry you and the emotions, it's different. You see it this year with Duke. You know, Duke's out there losing the game to uh, Cameron Indoor because you don't have that fan, you don't have that environment. And it, it, it kind of levels the playing field. It's like playing open gym. Yeah, and that's one thing that we've talked about so many different aspects of it, but that just brings it back home again. You talk about the seniors on this team. They're, they're not going to get to experience that, and that is that is something special in, in that gym, man. That, that is the moment. Uh, I, you know, it didn't happen to me, but I can tell just looking at it. You see how special it is. So you can imagine if coming out of that tunnel uh, with all that noise, and they're not going to get to enjoy that this year. That is very sad. It is, man. But the good thing is that with the NCAA rules, they can come back and do a mulligan and try it all over again. So they can kind of get this year under their belt. And then next year, things will be more calmed down. It'll get better and they can do it over again. What's next up for Jared? Uh, what, what are you doing these days? What's, what's, what's new in your life? Man, um, I was living out in L.A. I was doing video games for um, two years. And for the last year, I've been doing like consulting work in esports. And then I was doing TV. But like I said, when the whole world kind of got turned upside down, man, I've been really lucky. Um, I missed my oldest daughter growing up because I was always traveling, playing, and I have a five-year-old, and I really this year got to spend a lot of time with her, be around her, and it's been fun, man. Though it's been a disappointing year in a lot of different ways for a lot of different people, but the fact that I got to see my little one, man, and kind of be around her and watch her grow up for a whole year has been awesome. And there's nothing more special than that. Living out in L.A., that, that goes right along with what I what a marriage Jared Jeffries is doing now because, man, you're just a, a man of everything. And I, 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 can, I, can see, I can see you ending up in the movies. It just seems like you have that kind of life. It's like, man, it's always gone. You just always seem like you have things headed in the right direction. I mean, that's how you talk about that fishing show. That's, it's, it takes people that are heading in that direction all the time to end up there, and I can see you walking onto a silver screen next. <laughs> nah, man. You know what I want to do, man? I, I, I'm, I'm going to get back in basketball. Um, you know, I haven't really tried the coaching thing yet, so I, I'd like to maybe take a look at that um, in a few different, different avenues. And Because I've, I've been in the front office. I was director of personnel for the Denver Nuggets for four years. Love, love, love doing that. Um, but maybe coaching next, man, and get a chance to be on the court and do that kind of stuff. Any thoughts or which I know you can't control that, but uh, getting involved with the Pacers organization? Maybe I'm not. I love Indiana with all my heart. I just don't know if I want to move back here yet, buddy. Like, <laughs> I hate it, you're, brother. You're in LA. You do not have to tell me. You do not have to convince me that waking up to 82 degrees every day is a bad thing. I, I got news for you. It's 75 and sunny even on a bad day. So. Um, hey. And I love yeah, the average love temperature it. in Bloomington is 13 degrees, I think, in January. Yeah, I'm I'm looking outside right now at my parents' house, and it looks cold out there, buddy. It is. It's, <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, out that way, you got a lot, there's a lot of IU guys out there. Uh, uh, Steve Risley lives yep. out that way, but you've got A.J. Guyton, I mean, uh, A.J. Moye out there, yep. and Michael Lewis on the UCLA staff. Yeah, I, that's funny, man. I just saw Lewis. The, um, i trying to think when. I just saw Lewis. We watched... We actually watched one of the IU games together during the Maui Classic that was in Fayetteville or Asheville, wherever it was. So we watched one of those games, man. And I've known Lewis forever because Lewis used to be roommates with Luke Record. And when I was in high school, 
me and Scott May would always go over to their apartment. We thought we were so cool because we hung out with, with Wrecker and uh, Lewis and those maniacs all the time. Jackson Heights? Yeah, something like that. I, I it was, we, we were maniacs. It was, it was Jackson Heights, I think, still then, man. That, that was... Yeah, that was just a famous, famous time. But I love, Michael's great. I love him. He comes on here with us so when we're not in season. But, man, he's a great guy. Jasper Native, of course, yeah. uh, another Indiana guy. Just love him. And I, can't, I can only see you guys together. That would be amazing. But oh, no, do you get to go out and see the UCLA games? Um, Man, California is totally shut down. That's one reason why I've been here in Bloomington for so long. I've been here almost two weeks is, um, I mean, it, you, you can't you can't you can't eat outside or inside so either you have to go to the grocery store and get your food and cook or you got to order postmates and having two kids every postmates bill about 120 bucks in la so you do that <laughs> you do that breakfast and lunch you're spending yeah. three three four hundred dollars a day on postmates like no 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 let's, let's get out of here and go somewhere where it's not like this yeah i'm like where's the wheaties man bring <laughs> on the wheaties <laughs> Well, Jared, man, I can't tell you, I don't want to take up any more of your time on this Christmas Eve, but I cannot tell you how much I appreciate you coming on. We, I've been wanting to have you on for so long. We really appreciate you. Love to have you back on sometime when we can make it work with you being on the West Coast. But I cannot tell you how grateful we are to have you on and grateful to have you back in Bloomington for a few days. Thanks, buddy. Like I said, tonight I'll be at Offers Lounge. Buddy, I'm going there and go to my people. Go to my cousin, are you, so. Wait a minute. Are you karaoke? Because I know that's a karaoke bar. Of course I am, man. I got, I've been called the songbird of my generation. <laughs> okay. I, I may end up showing up out there just to see that. I got they've, they've been saying when I sing, it's a mix of Ferg and Jesus. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, oh, Jesus, baby, right? <laughs> No. Man, Jared, I cannot thank you enough. I have got – man, we'll be selling tickets for that tonight. Jared Jeffries, <laughs> former Indiana, great taking the time to join us. I cannot thank him enough so much. Merry Christmas to uh, the Jeffries family, everybody. Thank you so much. Uh, you, we got lots more Indiana Sports Beat coming up. Hey, Jared, thank you so much, man. We appreciate you. Merry yeah. Christmas as well. Merry Christmas to you, buddy. You have a good one. Jared Jeffries joining us here on this show. And, uh, lots more coming up. That was awesome. Uh man, that he I literally almost spit my coffee out when he said that clip about Northwestern because I was in there drinking and I was like man, he's on it today. But uh we got a lot more coming up here on Indiana Sports Beat on this Christmas Eve. We'll be back with it right after this. Hello everybody, Jim Coyle from Indiana Sports Beat. When I'm not covering the Hoosiers, you can find me at Bubba's 33 in Clarksville, located on the northeast corner of I-65 at Veterans Parkway. Bubba's 33 has hand-tossed pizzas, bold burgers, and ice-cold beer from a select list of local craft brewers. An incredible food selection, all made fresh daily. Whether you're meeting the team for that post-win meal in the family dining area or meeting friends for happy hour to watch the game on one of Bubba's 50 TVs, Bubba's 33 in Clarksville. Pizza, burgers, beer. We all want a winning smile for those championship photos, and that's exactly what you will get at Reynolds Family Dentistry in Sellersburg. Reynolds Family Dentistry has been serving the dental needs of Hoosier families for over 30 years. Let doctors Roger and Jay Reynolds take care of your family. Just off of I-65 at 809 South Indiana Avenue in Sellersburg. Call 812-246-3368. That's Reynolds Family Dentistry, 812-246-3368. Hey, this is Jim Coyle with Indiana Sports Beat Radio. We're now a part of the Rivals Network. TheHoosier.com is where you'll find complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers, as well as coverage of the Big Ten. Simply go to TheHoosier.com and sign up. It's free. You can also catch Indiana Sports Beat Radio there each day at your convenience, or you can find it in any place you podcast or on this station each weekday. If we're not on the station where you live, we should be. Ask for Indiana Sports Beat Radio. 
The 2021 golf season is just around the corner. Book your next outing or get your membership from the Golf Club at Eagle Point in Bloomington. Just call 812-824-4040. And whether you're playing golf or not, you'll want to check out the new Solves Clubhouse. It's open to the public for lunch or dinner, and the food is fantastic. Call 812-824-4040 for reservations or tea times. The Golf Club at Eagle Point and Psalms Clubhouse. A winner every time. Does your bank offer the personal service of a community bank combined with big bank products that you expect? I'm Dane Chandler, Banking Center Manager with Banterra, and with our bank, you get the best of both worlds. Our easy-to-use mobile app includes conveniences like mobile check deposit. We offer competitive CD and money market rates, smart mortgage options, and unmatched business products and services. Switching to Banterra is easy. Stop by our locations to learn more. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. The College of Pro Football seasons bring friends together. And Leroy's Tavern is a place to watch all the games every week with the NFL Sunday ticket while enjoying $1 Bush Light drafts every Sunday, Monday, and Thursday. Leroy's Tavern also features a $6 daily lunch special from 10.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. Monday through Friday featuring a sandwich, fries, or onion rings or a 7-inch pizza and a non-alcoholic drink for just $6. Be part of the karaoke fun every Friday and Saturday night. Leroy's Tavern, a West Side tradition for 50 years at 2659 Mount Vernon Avenue. This segment is brought to you by Bubba's 33 in Clarksville. Pizza, burgers, beer. You gotta fight for your right to party. Heck yeah! Welcome back, Indiana Sports Beat here on this Christmas Eve. Dustin Shooty sitting in with me, Jim Coyle here, just finished up with Jared Jeffries. That was a blast. He was just fun. Yeah, he's got a lot of personality. That was a really, really good and, and fun interview and entertaining. And and by the way, Will is passing on Bing Crosby and, and Perry Como and all those Christmas tunes today for Fight for Your Right, man. Love it. I love it. That uh, was <laughs> awesome. I love that selection. That was great. Um, yeah, but see, that's what I – when I, I, I just get that sense. That's how you – He's just a man of like an every man. He's just like, man, yep. he's just done so many different things. And it's not, that, and it's not like that, like I'm amazed that it's him. It's just the fact he's six foot 11, man. It's not <laughs> like it's easy for a six foot 11 guy to just do anything, to just do a, a deep sea fishing show, to go to Hollywood and, and, and or LA and, and work in, I don't even care what it is. He's six foot 11. How many guys do you see out there? They're usually five foot six uh, yeah. in, in, in Hollywood, but uh, it's just awesome. Yeah, he's just got that's why he just always seems like he's forward. He's moving forward. He's always moving forward, and that's what you got to do. But uh, yeah, it was great fun. Great fun. Uh, what, uh, let's see, bowl games we got coming up tonight. What, oh, we have some sound. Let's listen to Archie first. Well, we'll get through all that. I want to get to some bowl game picks, but Archie, of course, last night after the game. Will, you can go ahead and uh, pop that clip. Here's what the Archie thought of what happened against the Northwestern, or the Northwestern Wildcats. Northwestern credit. They're a good team. Um, they're playing really, really well and really together. They're very connected. You can tell even through the course Maybe. of the game, uh, hearing their players talk on the floor. They've been an impressive group. Uh, disappointed for our guys. Um, but at the same time, uh, we didn't play well enough to win tonight. And um, that's on me. 
and we got to do a better job, obviously, preparing and getting ready to play. Um, but we're making the same mistakes over and over sometimes in terms of taking care of the ball, which really hurt us tonight. And um, for the first time all season, probably in eight games, our defense um, you know, did not do the job for us tonight either. And uh, part of it was turning the ball over really hurt, especially in the first half. They got a lead. Didn't handle the zone at all in the first half. Second half, started the second half much, much better and got ourselves right back in contention to play to win the game and, and have a lead. But, um, you know, there with about eight minutes, seven minutes, six minutes, I thought Northwestern just kept coming. They kept executing. Thought we got fatigued. We had some bad possessions. They took advantage of it. I give Audige a lot of credit, you know, in the first half. Good enough. The, the key thing about that that he said is Northwestern kept coming. Yeah. The game was still going. The game was still on the line. There was still there was still time on the clock. Yeah, they kept coming. They came to play. They didn't come here to 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 not play. And you can see that. I'm like, I, that's why it just that's why it's a little difficult to take. Well, and okay, so I'm obviously not a coach and and don't get paid to do what Archie does, but the thing that's interesting to me is he said the defense didn't get the job done. I thought for the most part, I mean, there was that stretch there um late in the second half where Northwestern hit some shots and I think went on a 10-0 run. But again, you go back to the 12-minute mark all the way up to the 8-minute mark, and Indiana had multiple opportunities to stretch that lead. They couldn't hit a bucket. Like I thought the defense played fine. They were they were uh they were playing fine in the second half. They they did what they needed to do. They were forcing some turnovers. They got Northwestern to miss some shots. They had three or four opportunities in a row. And if you hit just two of those buckets, it's a six-point game. And that I don't I don't want to say that's insurmountable, but you give yourself a little bit of a cushion, and maybe Northwestern goes into a bit of a panic. They just couldn't capitalize offensively. Like I don't I don't know what he I don't know what more he wants for his defense to do. And I'm not saying Indiana's got the best defense and has for four years, but the defense to me was fine, other than maybe that late stretch. You your offense has got to hit shots. That's that's what this all boils down to. You hit one or two of those shots, it's a five to seven point game. It's totally different how Northwestern's playing those final six or seven minutes. Uh, when you're only down two and you you have a, a streaky shooter like Boo Booey who can knock down a, a couple triples, uh, it changes the game. And Indiana just doesn't have that. So it's it's frustrating to me that he talks about the defense because from what I saw, the defense played really really well for most of that game. Yeah. Um... Uh, they gave up 56% shooting to Northwestern. That's a little bit too much. Uh, but three-point shooting, these teams were the same. So yep. that's, they didn't lose it on the perimeter where I thought that they might. I thought they were going to lose this game on the perimeter because they had come in shooting so much. But they didn't. They were they they, they shot uh, 37% Northwestern did, 7 of 19. Indiana was 7 of 18. So that was a wash. But free throws, there's a problem again, 63%, 10 of 16, uh, where – they're 85%, 7 of 19. So any you've got to cut. And that's the thing. This team this, this team has no margin for error. Mm-hmm. And you can't hit miss that many free throws. There's part of it right there. But you that's just one little eclipse of it. Uh then you look at the turnovers. There were 16 turnovers. That's just too many. Uh, because then you look at the points off turnovers. Well, Northwestern got 20. Uh, of course, Indiana was at 19. So that was almost a wash there as well. So it's just lost it actually was defensively they did they hit shots now is a better defensive effort going to stop those shots or those shots just going to go in that's that's 
hard to tell. But Indiana has to develop offense. Indiana yeah. needs offense. That you heard Jared just talk about the lament, the lack of shooting. This is not. I, yeah, I don't see this as so much defense. Lack of defense is a lack of offense last night, and I don't really know what this offense is. And that's the thing. I don't know that anybody does. They they don't know what uh, during the post game show last night, and I was rewatching the game and. I can't remember if it was Todd or, or Brian that said, that, you know, they come down, they start going into this little Harlem Globetrotters kind of deal. And, and it's like, what are they doing? What, what's yep. the goal there? What are you looking for? I don't know. And no one seems to know. Guys that play basketball don't seem to know. That's kind of a – that's a little bit of a red flag. That's a huge issue because I, I think the same thing – I don't want to say every time I'm watching, but in certain situations, when, when Indiana is not scoring, for whatever reason, it, it's – you can associate it when they're not scoring, they're not moving. They just kind of stand there and hope they're going to get an open look. And that happened occasionally. It did actually work on some tries, but you would see Armand Franklin miss an open shot. You'd see Rob Finnessy miss an open shot. You'd see those guys miss the open shot. So they need to get something like, I don't know why they're not slashing more to the basket. Maybe I, I don't know what the offense is or what they're trying to do. Uh, and it makes me feel better because I'm like, well, maybe I'm just not understanding it. But if there's actual basketball guys out there who don't know what they're trying to accomplish offensively, that's a huge issue. Uh, and and you see, this is what's killed them for the last four years. They can't knock down those open shots and they can't get things going offensively. Yeah, well, oh well, what are you going to do? So we can sit here and bang on that drum all day, all day, but uh, I'd rather not. Hey, it's Christmas time. That means bowl games and yes. uh, all kinds of games. Uh, the, what's, let's see. Let me get over to the football because I there's there's games during the day. That's my favorite part, day games. Love day games. Uh, let's see. That's that's basketball day gone. I don't want football. I want the list of games today. Not that many. Oh, that was yesterday's scores. What in the world? Are there no games today? Surely I, there are. I, I thought that there was only one on the 20 or a couple starting on the 26th. I don't know if there are any today or not. Oh, come on. Don't, don't let me down, man. I, we got to see some football today. There's always, you got to have football every day, but I don't see. Uh, <laughs> I agree. Waiting for the scores to pop up. Uh, taking too long, but we'll have to wait for that. But so tomorrow and then what's, what's, what's the first big game that you're looking forward to? The first big bowl game, uh, boy, I mean, there's there's a lot of them. I'd say in the Big Ten. Uh, well, can I say that this to me? Let's. I'm gonna I'm gonna transition your question here. You talk about what the first big bowl game is to watch. Can we talk about how the Big Ten really is in a no win situation this bowl season? Do you look? You you see the records of those teams that the Iowa's playing a five and five Missouri team. Indiana's playing a four and five Ole Miss team. There's nothing to win here for in these bowl games. Um, so, I mean, I guess the Ohio State-Clemson game is the big one. Maybe Northwestern-Auburn could be fun. But, I, I mean, this is – I mean, we knew this was going to be a disappointing bowl season. But you look at these matchups. If Indiana's in a New Year's Six, they would have something to prove. But now you beat Ole Miss. Well, you were supposed to be better than Ole Miss. You lose to Ole Miss. Well, guess what? The Big Ten isn't as good as what we thought it was. And that's across the board, in my opinion. Uh, so that's I, I'm. It was extremely frustrating to watch that bull selection show on Sunday, and we don't have to go backtrack on that. But that's where I'm going to steer that conversation because I looked at those the records of the teams that are playing, and man, just a no win situation. David Pollock of ESPN is already ripping the Big Ten for having a bad year, uh, and just nothing to prove this bull season. So, I guess Clemson, Ohio State, to answer your question. 
Yeah, uh, that's, uh, I guess, the biggest one on the side of, to that. Uh, some all kinds of things going on right now in the college football. Arizona hired Patriots quarterback coach Jed Fish uh, to replace Kevin Sumlin. I had no idea who that guy was. Louisiana Monroe hires former Auburn and Akron coach Terry Bowden as coach. Yeah, baby. They're good boys. They, they're good boys. They're good boys. <laughs> Uh, that's what Terry was a Tim Wilson, a comedian. He used to be on Bob and Tom all the time, man. He did the greatest Bobby Bowden impersonation. He, he would be doing Bobby Bowden on a radio show. Now, now coach sitting here, boys take advantage of a little girl. Well, they, they did, they did, but they're good boys. They're good boys. <laughs> he was just the greatest guy. I just loved. He was a funny dude, man. Uh, Bobby Bowden, one of those greats. Great to characters that we don't have so much of. You know, college football is, is one of the things we still only have characters in, coaches that get fired up. We don't really have it in basketball anymore. The, the, the characters are just not around as much, I think. But football still has some of them. Even, even guys like Saban, who has no personality hardly, he's still a character just because of not having a personality, I think. Yeah, he's so, he's so stern and he's so, you know, he's so adamant about things, even when he gets fired up. You know, it, it, he doesn't uh, laugh much or smile much in those post game or in those press conferences. Period. But I mean, it, every year we get something new out of Saban. Some some two or three minute clip where he bashes a reporter or where you know he just gets frustrated with the media or, or certain questions. So there's a yeah, there's a lot of personality. Which by the way, the Big Ten should be getting a little more personality now because Brett Bielema back in the Big Ten. And uh, I'm excited about that from a coverage standpoint. I don't know whether it'll work or whether it won't work at Illinois, but he's going to be a lot of fun to cover in the press conferences. I can I can promise you that. You know what? I think that was a good hire by Illinois. Now, I mean, I don't, I'm not a fan of of, of William. I, I think he's kind of a, you know, same thing everybody else kind of thinks. But that doesn't mean he can't do his right. job. I mean, he had a lot of success at Wisconsin. You go back and look what he did there. He was there for seven years. And, of course, he didn't start a, a non program but right he's he's had success and uh i think that i think that they'll be better off than they were under lovey i just they just yeah. didn't seem to have any life lovey i mean man lovey you can you can do that in the nfl because they, they you don't need to get your guys up they get their own they get themselves up they're, they're a professional it just they illinois oh who cares? But, but maybe the Big Ten is going to rise all the way. Now, you see Indiana, of course, rising. Uh, Michigan State's got to come back. We've seen Maryland kind of get better. So, so, but Rutgers coming up. Uh, now, if you, you add that on the other side, of course, the West is, the West is, I mean, who? The Big Ten, I just talked about all those teams, but they're on the East. And we're talking about some yep. bottom, bottom feeders of the East that are coming up. The West is in turmoil, man. Yeah, and you put Indiana in the West this year. They would have won that division. They would have been in the Big Ten championship game, you know, depending on how that, that crossover stuff would have went. So it's kind of bad luck, but the West is there. There, It's very um, – they've got a lot of depth there, but there's not a, there's not really a great – you put Wisconsin and usually Iowa at the top, but then those other five teams, you can stagger them. I mean, Northwestern, I guess, has been in the Big Ten championship game two times in the last three years, but those other four teams – there's a lot of jostling, and, and it, it is kind of bad luck for Indiana because, man, if they were in the West, whoo, they could be up there with the Wisconsin-Iowa Northwestern on a regular basis, and they probably would have won the division this year. I mean, technically, until they changed the rule, they won the East, right? Uh, yeah, so to speak. Uh, we, uh, Will, did we miss a break? Are we hitting in a break here?
Oh, we're not telling. Okay, so we're straight up. Uh, perfect. Uh, so we just keep on going. All right. So now we get these uh, Indiana's bowl game coming up. They get time to uh, enjoy the trappings a little bit. You got 10 guys that are from Tampa. Uh, so that's cool. A cool a homecoming. Of course, there's going to be a lot of recruiting going on by Tom Allen while he's in Florida, I promise you, which is great. I mean, that's one good caveat about Indiana getting stiffed in this day. What's actually it's not because they could have got at least got the citrus bowl, which they should have gotten. But uh, is they can do the being in Arizona would have been great from an optic standpoint on TV, but it would not have done have done any good. I think of being there, not going to recruit there. Florida is the place they can get some business done over the next week and a half while he's in Florida. Yeah, I mean, you got to take advantage of this opportunity because we've already talked about in the past, Indiana has more players from the state of Florida than anybody else on the in the Big Ten. Uh, so that's a, that's huge. And how about this? Back-to-back bowl games in Florida, and Indiana had never been to a bowl game in Florida until last January. year. January. January bowls on top of that. Yeah. So, you know, you talk about taking – we can – talk about how indiana got uh, snubbed of the new year six but this is actually a good opportunity because tom allen already has a strong pipeline to, to tampa he's he knows a lot of people down there he's done a great job recruiting he hit jacksonville last year at the gator bull now he's back in tampa i think that this is a great opportunity and especially now jim you have to get that monkey off your back there's no excuse this year you should have won the bull game last year you have to get it done this year because that's really going to start to speak with recruits and the other part of this is you got to remember that there aren't as many bowl games going on right now. So Indiana's going to be probably one of the fewer bowl games. More recruits are going to be tuned in. A lot more eyeballs going to be on this game. So they have a huge opportunity to uh, to if they get a win. Who you finish seven and one? Your only loss was a seven point loss to Ohio State. It's going to help your recruiting. And, and the last two classes haven't been great. They've had some some good pieces in there, but they need to get back up into those into the thirties and forties on the recruiting trail. And and I think they can do that, especially if they go down there and get a big win over Ole Miss. Yeah, they haven't gotten the recruiting bump yet, but that usually lags behind a little bit. Uh, if it was a bigger school, it probably wouldn't, but it, it lags behind because these guys that they just signed in this recruiting class, though, they've probably been recruiting for a year. Yeah. Uh, so that's been going on. But now this next class is when you want to really get that bump, and especially it, it, you use being down in Florida uh, yeah. for all that. But here's the, the caveat to that. You got this weird season where everybody can come back. It's going to be, uh, this is going to be a ripple effect that I don't know how long it's going to take these teams to get through having five classes, five classes. And so you're going to have limited opportunities. We just saw uh, the kid from uh, Detroit go back, leave Indiana that never played it down. One of the highest ranked recruits they ever had, uh, uh, Way it was Williams, Rashawn Williams, yep. Rashawn Williams, the receiver, uh, never saw the field. Yep, because Indiana's got talent. You think that's not going to be the case everywhere? Then you add in the fact of this transfer capability that, that's coming up. Uh, I don't see Indiana having a ton of problem, but you, you got to mix that in with five classes, and that's going to be really difficult to get on the field for some of these guys. I'll tell you who's going to benefit most from this because you're already starting to see it are those group of five programs. You just had two of – you had Julian Barnett and Devontae Dobbs, two really highly recruited players who were at Michigan State. They transferred to Memphis. Um, four-star quarterback Dewan Mathis, who was at Georgia, he transferred to Temple. Ahmad Anderson, a good wide receiver from Purdue, he went to Temple. So I think some of these group of five schools are going to take it easy on the recruiting trail and say, you know what? 
we're seeing what well, I don't even know what the total is. I, th- I thought it was like, you know, over 200 players in the last month or two months or something have entered the transfer portal. So those group of five schools, they're going to raid the transfer portal because a lot of these guys, as you said, they're going to just want to get on the field. And some of these coaches may say, you know what, you've been here four or five years. We're not going to honor your scholarship. You're welcome to come back, but you'll have to be a walk on uh, or, you know, whatever the case might be. So it's going to be incredibly interesting, especially Indiana. Now I think Indiana can benefit from this, not on the recruiting standpoint, but from the fact that, Indiana has players who can come back and contribute more so than, you know, those guys at Ohio State and Michigan, some of those guys are going to go to the NFL. Indiana might have some of that, but I think by and large, they could have an opportunity to return a majority of their team. And with that experience and the success they had this season, they they could be really, really good next. We may not have to talk about them getting snubbed out of a New Year's Six Bowl next season if a lot of those guys decide to come back. That's it. Should be, it should not even be questioned. That's not a question to me. I've already really talked about that. There, they are, and there will be some pressure on them to be good mm-hmm. because you saw what they had this year. Everybody saw the talent they have this year, the capability, and well, next year, like you said, they got everybody back except for who Ty Freifogel probably will end up leaving uh, for the league. Uh, you're going to have a transfer or two. There may be a surprise. There usually is with everybody. There's always you always have. I've seen a lot of other teams though. Guys are transferring out. Uh, it's it's already happening. It, it doesn't matter what school you're talking about. If it's Michigan, it doesn't matter. You got guys that are going to leave because they're not happy with their situation. Um, now I don't know if I, I wouldn't now. I wouldn't be surprised to see Indiana get some transfers. I, I I would be less shocked to see them get a bigger transfer than a bigger recruit. Because the transfers, like right now, they're like, going, hey, man, they got it going on. They're going to be good next year. I mean, if I was a, this could be a spot for some, for that guy and that difference type of maker. Man, uh, I think Indiana could compete for a Big Ten championship next year. I know know that's crazy. Trust me, I know that's crazy. But they did. They actually competed for it this year, if you want to be truthful. They They did. They should have won. If you want to be honest. I, yep. I don't know if I should say should have won, but they should have won. You you turn the ball over three times, you throw a pick six, you lose by a score. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and say you should have won that game. You you, you made the mistakes that, that cost you the game. and So they could have won the Big Ten Championship this year that yeah. easily. Yeah. Yeah, they could. They absolutely could have. And, and, you know, they had a chance to tie it or take the lead or, or get the win at Ohio State late in that game. So they abs- everything was right in front of them. They really did have a good chance, and they'll have a good chance again next year too. Absolutely, and looking forward to it. Now the big question, though, is you're going to have a quarterback controversy next year. Uh, maybe it, it, Michael Penix is, is having to come back off of a, another uh, ACL injury. Too difficult to come back on, but – yeah, uh, there's no saying that he he can't, and you're gonna have a quarterback controversy then of source, and and, and you've got other guys coming in. Donna, I mean, not Donald McCauley, but uh, they they've got a great quarterback room. Yeah, they do, and it's gonna be. I think Michael Penix, if he's fully healthy, I think he's gonna. I still think he's gonna win the job, but it's gonna be. You need to have Jack Tuttle ready to go because, as we've learned, Michael Penix has not made it through a full season in his three years at Indiana. Um, so it's Indiana needs to be ready. It's going to be interesting. I still think if Michael Penix is fully healthy, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the big 10. Um, but again, he, he cannot stay 
healthy. And so that's going to be a real concern. They're going to focus a lot of attention on getting Jack Tuttle ready to go and getting him reps. He did a great job stepping in for Penix, by the way, at the end of the season. So um, really promising because you wondered if Penix goes down, they don't have Peyton Ramsey. What's the offense going to look like? It struggled. They played a good Wisconsin defense, but hey, you made enough plays to get the job done. And that's all it really takes, especially with the defense this year. Another year, Jack Tuttle getting reps. I I think he's going to be a lot better quarterback next season uh, than Booney was thrown into the fire this year. And now he's getting these reps. He's had a lot of reps uninterrupted. Well, not not uninterrupted because they had to pause, but without game. So the practice as the number one guy as QB one, you get this bowl game. You go down and, 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 and lead Indiana to their first bowl win since 1991. You're telling me there's not going to be a quarterback controversy next year? Well, I, I agree. I'm just, I, I would agree with you. I mean, but I'm just saying, I still think, I still think Penix is so, is, is so much better, but we, we don't know what he's going to look like on a, on another, um, on an ACL tear. We don't know what he's going to look like if he's going to have an accurate arm, but I'm just saying from the talent standpoint, from what we saw this year, Penix is by far to me, the better quarterback, but he may not be the same quarterback after this injury. You know, his body's taken quite the toll. Absolutely. We got to hit a break. Uh, You're listening to Indiana Sports Beat here on this Christmas Eve. Coming to you from the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios. See if Santa's outside playing golf somewhere. But we'll be back with more right after this. (laughs) Hello, everybody. Jim Coyle from Indiana Sports Beat. When I'm not covering the Hoosiers, you can find me at Bubba's 33 in Clarksville, located on the northeast corner of I-65 at Veterans Parkway. Bubba's 33 has hand-tossed pizzas, bold burgers, and ice-cold beer from a select list of local craft brewers. An incredible food selection, all made fresh daily. Whether you're meeting the team for that post-win meal in the family dining area or meeting friends for happy hour to watch the game on one of Bubba's 50 TVs. Bubba's 33 in Clarksville. Pizza, burgers, beer. We all want a winning smile for those championship photos, and that's exactly what you will get at Reynolds Family Dentistry in Sellersburg. Reynolds Family Dentistry has been serving the dental needs of Hoosier families for over 30 years. Let doctors Roger and Jay Reynolds take care of your family. Just off of I-65 at 809 South Indiana Avenue in Sellersburg. Call 812-246-3368. That's Reynolds Family Dentistry, 812-246-3368. Hey, this is Jim Coyle with Indiana Sports Beat Radio. We're now a part of the Rivals Network. TheHoosier.com is where you'll find complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers, as well as coverage of the Big Ten. Simply go to TheHoosier.com and sign up. It's free. You can also catch Indiana Sports Beat Radio there each day at your convenience, or you can find it in any place you podcast or on this station each weekday. If we're not on the station where you live, we should be. Ask for Indiana Sports Beat Radio. The 2021 golf season is just around the corner. Book your next outing or get your membership from the Golf Club at Eagle Point in Bloomington. Just call 812-824-4040. And whether you're playing golf or not, you'll want to check out the new Psalms Clubhouse. It's open to the public for lunch or dinner, and the food is fantastic. Call 812-824-4040 for reservations or tea times. The Golf Club at Eagle Point and Psalms Clubhouse. A winner every time. Does your bank offer the personal service of a community bank combined with big bank products that you expect? I'm Dane Chandler, Banking Center Manager with Banterra, and with our bank, you get the best of both worlds. Our easy-to-use mobile app includes conveniences like mobile check deposit. We offer competitive CD and money market rates, smart mortgage options, and unmatched business products and services. Switching to Banterra is easy. Stop by our locations to learn more. 
Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. The College of Pro Football Seasons bring friends together. From Leroy's Tavern is a place to watch all the games every week with the NFL Sunday ticket while enjoying $1 Bush Light drafts every Sunday, Monday, and Thursday. Leroy's Tavern also features a $6 daily lunch special from 10.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. Monday through Friday featuring a sandwich, fries, or onion rings or a 7-inch pizza and a non-alcoholic drink for just $6. Be part of the karaoke fun every Friday and Saturday night. Leroy's Tavern, a West Side tradition for 50 years at 2659 Mount Vernon Avenue. This segment is brought to you by Bubba's 33 in Clarksville. Pizza, burgers, beer. I still remember that rumbling sound. And then the ship came around in the middle of the night. Welcome back, Indiana Sports Beat coming to you from the uh, Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios and Copperhead Road. Uh, Dustin Shooty sitting in with me as always, looking over the games coming up. The bowl games are. Our menu today, there is one game, the New Mexico Bowl, which is being played in Texas, like the Rose Bowl that is being played in Texas. Uh, Hawaii and Houston going on at the Toyota Stadium in Frisco, Texas. So, eh, probably be okay. Marshall Buffalo on Christmas Day and the day after Christmas. Liberty Coastal Carolina. That should be a fun game to watch, man. That's going to be a really fun game. And it's a it's a makeup from the regular season. Those were the two teams that were supposed to um, play each other, and then Liberty had to back out. So Coastal Carolina would cost BYU. BYU at season. Yep, yep. They made the decision to play on like what forty eight seventy two hours notice, something like that. So that's gonna and the uh, Coastal Carolina president just recently uh, wrote a letter to the College Football Playoff Committee. So you know they get they have a lot to prove now because he's frustrated. What is, what is the, and uh, the funny thing for, is. I understand their position, but when you've got teams like Indiana getting screwed that's in a Power 5 conference, I'm sorry. Nobody's ever heard of Coastal Carolina outside of basketball season and golf. And so <laughs> you're never going to be – that's not that's not going to be a football program. They may have a blip, but you can't sustain that from the, at that. But I'm glad somebody is doing making that noise. Yeah. But it would be better if it was coming from the Big Ten or from a Power Five conference like Fred Glass. It would have been great if he'd have done that while he was athletic director. Right. No, absolutely. But well, that's I, we, where what I'm kind of wondering here is there's seems to be some resistance to some of these major conferences to expand to eight teams. And it makes me wonder if they know or think that it's going to be a smaller money pot to grab from if they're still going to, you know, if those eight teams would then split um, the the money and it would decrease the amount each conference gets for landing a team in the final four. I don't really know, but the point was basically, you know, he said we need to expand to eight teams and this is going to be more inclusionary for power five programs and for group of five programs. Uh, so I don't disagree with him there. And you're right. It would make more sense if there were more, uh, conference commissioners at the Power Five level, more Power Five athletic directors and administration getting involved here. But somebody's got to start the conversation. And you go back to the UCF um, athletic director, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, a few years ago, who constantly, you know, he went on his basically parade claiming that UCF won the national championship. You have to have these guys doing this to get the conversation started. But at some point, you need more Power Five guys in those uh, big roles. You know, you need, you need, 
Kevin Warren. You need Bob Bowlesby from the Big 12 or, or Greg Sankey. Maybe Jim Phillips from the ACC. You need some of those guys to start talking about this more if we're going to see any expansion. Otherwise, it's just going to be the same old, same old, and nobody cares because you're getting that $6 million check at the end of the day. But how excited are commissioners from the Power Five to expand? Because you know what that means? These other teams from outside can come in and take part of that $6 million paycheck. Oh, wow. Hey, man, you may cut us out of our $6 million paycheck. Why would they want that? They don't want them in there, people. It's about money. It's about power. That's what life. This is life. It's it's, it's no different than college football. It's a power grab. And they're still trying to control it. That's the problem with the college football invitational committee. Everybody on there has an agenda. You got to get rid of them. You, they got to go. They don't. First of all, they don't know what the hell they're doing. They're all agenda driven, and it's it's just it's almost like they don't even care to pretend to hide it anymore because right. nobody. What's what's anybody going to do? They're like they basically look at everybody saying, "Yeah, but what are you going to do about it?" Yeah, nothing because yep. they haven't done anything because ESPN and their seven billion dollars is a big driving force behind this and let's just don't forget that there but at some point equity is going to have because that's another thing though the light the world we live in today the 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 people everybody where everybody gets a trophy and everybody gets rewarded and all that a little shocking that college football is still the complete opposite of that it's like everybody gets shut out nobody gets rewarded you can't come in this is our party and you're not invited yeah, you're exactly right. And I mean, whether or not we ever, I think we're going to see expansion at some point. And what that does, it's just going to level the playing field. I mean, we've talked about on this show before that, you know, when college basketball expanded, it took, what did it take? 30 some years, 40 some years before a, a, a 16 seed beat a one seed, but it finally happened. You finally get some parity across the sport. And, and that's a really good thing. It, it brings in. It brings in more money. Like, I don't understand how people think that this isn't going to bring in more money if you start um, increasing the number of teams. By the way, they're, they're going to have to do something soon because I don't know if you saw the statistics, and I can't remember. Uh, maybe it was the sports, sports Journal or Sports Business Journal or something like that. But the ratings for the College Football Playoff Selection Show, that four-hour marathon they had, was the viewership was – just over 800,000 viewers. It was one third of what it was back in 2014 when they first started this. So they need to do something because people are losing interest because it's the same four or five teams every single year. And people don't care anymore. People don't care anymore. Why should you? It's exactly. Same, man, I, I like to eat a hamburger, but I don't want it every night for the rest of my life. Correct. And that's what they've been serving us. Hamburger. Yep. And it's actually been a hamburger with not a lot on it because you sit teams in there like Notre Dame to go to the slaughterhouse. Yep. Silence of the lambs, baby. They're going to get slaughtered. We right. know it. How in the world can you have a national championship in which you know that is like, oh, this, this is going to be terrible. And it will be. <laughs> Correct. That's that's the thing is the thing people are saying to me to argue against the 18 playoff. A lot of people will say, well, we already know Alabama is going to destroy Notre Dame. Do we really think that they would, that Iowa State or Oklahoma or Indiana or whoever it is would really put up a fight? Well, no, but at the same time, we already know the outcome 
for the four versus one game. So why can't we put in Coastal Carolina and Cincinnati? Why can't we make it interesting and say, well, we know they're going to, we already know they're going to slaughter Notre Dame. Why not put, why not give someone else a chance? I mean, it, it makes no sense to me. So, and to expand that, like I said, it's going to be ugly in the first couple of years, but recruits are going to start to see, you know, I can go to Cincinnati. I can go to Coastal Carolina. I can go to BYU and get in the college football playoff. I can go to Indiana. I can go to Northwestern and get in the college football playoff. It helps the sport tremendously. The first couple of years, yeah, it's going to be ugly. But over time, you're going to see a more balanced and a better sport uh, because of that. And and I ho- I just hope we see it within the next couple of years because the sport desperately needs it because we're tired of seeing Alabama – Ohio State, Clemson, and then whether it's Notre Dame or Oklahoma, that's who it's been the last five or six years, and it's just getting old. And I'm not saying that Alabama is not going to win the national championship or Clemson may not win the national championship or Ohio State. But what I am saying is if you had that – that I like the 16-team, the bracket that we talked about yes. a while back. So if you had that, I will guarantee you this. And I would put up every dollar I own. The four teams that are playing right now would not be the four teams that make it out of that tournament. And I, and I would be shocked if it was more than two that made it out of that tournament. Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with that, especially this season. Whether or not that would happen in a regular season, I don't know. But I, I would agree with you. There's too many. We, the thing is, is we don't know how good these conferences are but because there was essentially, you know, each power five conference played maybe one non-conference game. So we have no idea how good these leagues are. The big 10 has gotten blasted for having a bad year because Michigan, Penn state, Wisconsin, weren't that good. Well, okay. Did you watch Indiana? Did you watch Northwestern? Did you watch Iowa play? Because those teams were pretty good. Uh, so I think that this, again, I've talked, I talked about this back in March when we thought that we may not have a college football season, they needed to expand this year, have, have an experimental season where you play, have an eight or 16 team playoff because it's going to be a crazy football season. We're already losing games. The big 10 played eight games instead of a 12 game season. I don't understand why we didn't try to do this. And I know with the the COVID-19 protocols, maybe it wasn't realistic, but this would have been a perfect year and a really fun year to, to test out that eight or 16 team playoff. And I, I agree with you. I don't think that, I I mean, Alabama and Clemson are probably going to make it, but, Ohio State could have been upset. Notre Dame probably would have gotten beat. Um, so it would have been a lot of fun to see a tournament style this year, especially considering we lost so much football from from the start. What about Keontae Johnson? Um, oh, man. The Florida football player or basketball player who collapsed and has been diagnosed with acute myocarditis. What, what ramifications is that going to present going forward? I mean, people reaction or overreaction. What's going to happen with that? Well, and this is why, and I think this is why the big 10 had those implemented those heart scans and that 17 day, you know, I don't, I don't know the terminology for it, but the 21 day policy where you had to get, um, you know, you had to get your heart checked out basically after you were tested positive for COVID-19 to make sure there were no issues And the sec. I don't believe that was a thing. And I don't know if it's a thing now. I don't know if they've changed their policy or not. I'm, I'm going to plead ignorance on that, but there's no doubt that that's going to have some serious um, ramifications moving forward. Um, to what extent, I don't know, because the the heart issue is related to so many other, um, you know, viruses or, or you know, cold, flu, and things like that. So you you don't know if it's directly related to COVID nineteen. 
but it very much could have been. He did test positive like several other members of the team. So that's something the SEC and, and the University of Florida is going to have to look at very closely. Um, but to me, I, you know, it's still inconclusive. Um, but it was certainly, I don't know if anybody saw it, but it was, it was a really scary moment in that game because it, you know, took you back to, to a lot of people compared it to Hank Gathers, um, at Loyola and, and it could have been a, it could have been much, much worse. And that's the thing though. This is not like it's, this has never happened in the sport. This is something that probably happens once a year. We see a player collapse or something happens, uh, whether it's in high school or college, there's an issue that always comes up. And I just don't know that this is going to change much. I've said this all week. They're not going to stop playing the games. They're not going to cancel any bowl games. They're playing college basketball tonight. They're playing tomorrow. Um, but hopefully that the, there's something can be learned from it, but they don't know that it's a, that they, they can't, there's no proven link. Right. So it's it's so much unknown, and but that's been the problem. Everything has been done by the unknown. And if you guess on the side of caution, err on the side of caution, well, that's always preventative. Right. But then if you guess on the err on the side of caution and it's no for no reason, then you lose. It's just I think you have to pick your battles, and, and, and they'll make that decision. But we got to hit a quick break before we come back and finish out. Here on this Christmas Eve, coming to you from the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios. I think Santa's on hole number six right now. We'll be back with more Indiana Sports Speed right after this. Hello, everybody. Jim Coyle from Indiana Sports Speed. When I'm not covering the Hoosiers, you can find me at Bubba's 33 in Clarksville, located on the northeast corner of I-65 at Veterans Parkway, Bubba's 33 has hand-tossed pizzas, bold burgers, and ice-cold beer from a select list of local craft brewers. An incredible food selection, all made fresh daily. Whether you're meeting the team for that post-win meal in the family dining area or meeting friends for happy hour to watch the game on one of Bubba's 50 TVs, Bubba's 33 in Clarksville. Pizza, burgers, beer. We all want a winning smile for those championship photos, and that's exactly what you will get at Reynolds Family Dentistry in Sellersburg. Reynolds Family Dentistry has been serving the dental needs of Hoosier families for over 30 years. Let doctors Roger and Jay Reynolds take care of your family. Just off of I-65 at 809 South Indiana Avenue in Sellersburg. Call 812-246-3368. That's Reynolds Family Dentistry, 812-246-3368. Hey, this is Jim Coyle with Indiana Sports Beat Radio. We're now a part of the Rivals Network. TheHoosier.com is where you'll find complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers, as well as coverage of the Big Ten. Simply go to TheHoosier.com and sign up. It's free. You can also catch Indiana Sports Beat Radio there each day at your convenience, or you can find it in any place you podcast or on this station each weekday. If we're not on the station where you live, we should be. Ask for Indiana Sports Beat Radio. The 2021 golf season is just around the corner. Book your next outing or get your membership from the Golf Club at Eagle Point in Bloomington. Just call 812-824-4040. And whether you're playing golf or not, you'll want to check out the new Psalms Clubhouse. It's open to the public for lunch or dinner, and the food is fantastic. Call 812-824-4040 for reservations or tea times. The Golf Club at Eagle Point and Psalms Clubhouse. A winner every time. Does your bank offer the personal service of a community bank combined with big bank products that you expect? I'm Dane Chandler, Banking Center Manager with Banterra, and with our bank, you get the best of both worlds. Our easy-to-use mobile app includes conveniences like mobile check deposit, 
We offer competitive CD and money market rates, smart mortgage options, and unmatched business products and services. Switching to Banterra is easy. Stop by our locations to learn more. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. The college and pro football seasons bring friends together, and Leroy's Tavern is a place to watch all the games every week with the NFL Sunday ticket while enjoying $1 Bushlight drafts every Sunday, Monday, and Thursday. Leroy's Tavern also features a $6 daily lunch special from 10.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. Monday through Friday, featuring a sandwich, fries, or onion rings, or a 7-inch pizza and a non-alcoholic drink for just $6. Be part of the karaoke fun every Friday and Saturday night. Leroy's Tavern, a West Side tradition for 50 years at 2659 Mount Vernon Avenue. This segment is brought to you by Bubba's 33 in Clarksville. Pizza, burgers, beer. Welcome back, Indiana Sports Beat, coming to you here on this Christmas Eve Thursday. Dustin Schutte sitting in with me. Jim Coyle here. That's a little Look Weezer. That's Weezer, baby. Island yeah. in the sun. That one, yeah, that one would get by me. I don't, not, not familiar. Know who, know who it is, but that's about it. Uh, looking at some funny things. Uh, Dwayne Haskins, Mr. Buckeye. Quarterback for the Washington football team, former Buckeye. Stripped of his captaincy and fined $40,000 for attending a party without a mask following Sunday's loss to the Seahawks. The outing was reportedly at a strip club, but Haskins has denied that to reporters saying it was a private birthday party. I believe that's the second time he's been in trouble for league, uh, violating league protocols. I think he did it. Uh, he did something earlier this season. I believe it was him. I don't want to pin that on him for sure, but I believe that's the second time he's been, he's been hit with a fine from the league for that. Suspend him. Don't pay him. That'll teach him a lesson. Alex Smith gets to start against Carolina. Alex Smith is a walking modern miracle, man. If you're not familiar with his story, um, it was he broke. It was broken, right? He was it broke a break. I mean, the, it was the, it was a yeah Joe Theismann type injury, and it came through the skin. I think yep. uh, kind of a deal in a game, but I'm like two, three years of recovery. Yeah, and yeah. he ended up getting a staph infection. Uh, it was. I've, I've seen pictures. I've seen a story on it. It's like, oh my god, you can barely look at it. The dude is playing in the NFL today. He's starting a game this weekend. Uh, it's not like this is his first one back, but it, this is his first season back, I think. Yeah. Uh, but the fact that he is playing, the fact that he's walking, first of all, is is a miracle. The fact that he's playing NFL football at the quarterback, uh, I can't even talk about that. It's nuts. And I can't even think of anything like that i mean i'm sure there's probably an example of something close to that but i can't i can't think of somebody who's done something like that in a sport um like the nfl and 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 major football it's in it's incredible to see his recovery uh and and now that he's back you know we'll we'll see how he does but man i can't i cannot think of another story quite like that but i'm sure chime in and, and correct me uh, James Harden also seems to uh, fancy the strip clubs because he also got hit with a $50,000 fine. It seems like uh, James Harden did not hit the weight room between um, uh, between the end of last season and the start of this season. He, he, he's hit it all right. <laughs> he's hitting the, hitting the weights. Not not the weights. He's hitting the weight. That's about it. Yeah. That, yeah. Uh, uh, Lamalo Ball. 
big NBA debut. Goose egg. He got nothing. Nada. No points. Oh, really? I was big Pacers last night. Got a big win. 121-107 over the, the, the Knicks. Did they get better or something? They did. They looked They looked pretty good. You know, they got uh, Mitchell Robinson in there who's a uh, big big body who's long. He can block shots. Uh, he's he's going to be a good player for them. I think that they're on a good path um, with Tom Thibodeau. I mean, I don't I don't expect them to be a playoff team or anything, but they looked the product looked so much better last night. And you know, obviously the Pacers went through a coaching change as well. But man, Demontis Sabonis looked really good. Malcolm Brogdon, thirty two baby, thirty two points, thirteen boards. And then you look at the defensive end, Victor Oladipo, Malcolm Brogdon. I think they had like in the first half five or six steals between the two of them. They're, that's going to be a really fun team to watch, and and I, I, they might even get better as they go along. But that was a great way to start uh, the Nate Nate Bjorken era. Is one and zero, baby, one and zero. And I'm a, I've been a huge Pacers fan for a long time, so it's exciting. Yeah, to have the great them back. thing is they're basically doing this with the same core from last year. Yeah, um, yeah. I think they said that... thirteen of the fifteen guys from last season are back, so it's pretty much the same team. The difference is. Demonis Sabonis, to me, is just he's become the guy for the Pacers. It's not Victor Oladipo anymore. It used to be this used to be Victor's team. Mm-hmm. It's no longer Victor's team. Not only, and it's it's not because of the injury. I you know the injury was devastating and and really took him out. But that allowed demanded and demand and allowed Sabonis to kind of elevate to that. But there's also the. A little animosity, some fan animosity with the things that were said uh, with Victor and all that. So Sabonis so definitely is is I think he's the guy, man. I think he's the the Pacers number one guy right now. And you know what's interesting? We talked to to Jared Jeffries earlier about how much the game has changed from the NBA down. Well, the Pacers are almost playing an old school style of basketball where they go into the post quite a bit, and, and he's he's able, but. But you don't see teams like that be all that successful, and he's he is a force down there. I mean, it's not pretty, but he, he's a typical like th- this is a guy that Indiana loves. Like he's just a hard 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 fought guy. Um, he gets into the post. He he gets good position. He scores when he's at the basket. He he follows his shot. Gets a lot of rebounds. It's just a really fun team to watch. And they've got shooters around him. They got T.J. Warren. They got Victor Oladipo can knock down a three. Malcolm Brogdon can hit the three. So this is a team that can beat you inside out. And like I said, so bonus is the guy. And when he's clicking, they're a really hard team to stop. Yeah, and but there's going to be nights where he doesn't hit that. And will Victor Oladipo step up? Will Will Brogdon step up? They both did last night. I mean, both of them. Had, Brogdon had 21 points, uh, seven rebounds, eight assists. Victor had 22 points, four rebounds, four assists. Nice little stat line for that. That's a good team. If you could do that against the Celtics, against the the better teams of the yeah. East, that's that's going to be the test. Yeah, that's true. You get, we do have to remember that they were playing the Knicks, so we, we don't know. But, you know, Victor had a nice start to that third quarter. He, he scored the first 11 or 13 points of the third quarter for the Pacers and got him the lead back. So um, he, he played pretty well. He, he struggled that first half, but he got things going in that third quarter. So just really fun game to watch and man I, I love nba basketball i could talk about it all day of course that was the only game i watched but um just a just a i think they're gonna have a really nice season this year christmas is always big for uh nba basketball you've always mm-hmm. got uh games on and that 
will not be any different this year. Who's played on Christmas Day this year? I can't. Where are the stupid games? Scores. I don't know, but I know we got four Big Ten basketball games too. Let's see. Oh, that's true. I, that's that's a little. That is more than shocking. I cannot believe the Big Ten is playing basketball on Christmas Day. Yep, and you have it from twelve thirty until I think the last game tips off at either eight or eight thirty. So it's it's an all day affair in the Big Ten. Are they all on the same channel? Uh, I think they're Fox, FS1, and BTN. I think I think the Mich- uh, Michigan State Wisconsin game is on Fox. Maryland Purdue is on FS1, and then Iowa Minnesota, and I'm blanking on the other game. I think the last two games are on Big Ten Network. Let's see. Today is such yesterday. I don't see any games today. So tomorrow, Wisconsin and Michigan State. That's a twelve thirty. Man, right in the middle of Christmas. God, I know. Come on, man. Then, then you put Iowa and Minnesota at eight o'clock. I want to see that Wisconsin Michigan State game. Number nine Wisconsin and number twelve Michigan State. I don't know who's better in that game. I really don't. I don't Wisconsin's kind of talked to we talked to Todd last night. Wisconsin's elevated themselves. Michigan State elevated themselves into that conversation quickly with Iowa and Illinois, but so Wisconsin jumped right up in that mix real fast. And then now tomorrow we'll definitely get a good taste because they're in East Lansing to take on Sparty. Yeah, and how about Illinois? What what are they now? Six and three. They, I mean, they have a ton of talent, but it's taking take it on the chin, baby. Yeah, they are. They're gonna have. They need to get better as the season goes. But man, they. You thought that this was a team that it was just Illinois and Iowa. Man, we saw we saw in the last two days Northwestern might be in the mix. I mean, it's just it just shows how deep and how good this league is. You have to be good day in and day out, and if you don't, you're gonna get you're gonna get your lunch handed to you. Michigan, Nebraska, nobody cares about that game. Iowa, Minnesota. I like to see Iowa play by. I, mean, I don't know what Minnesota really has to offer them. Saturday. That's go ahead. I was just going to say Minnesota. They've only lost one game, but they haven't played. The one game they lost was to Iowa, and they could not, or to Illinois, they could not stop Kofi Coburn. So I'm sure that they're going to have a ton of trouble with Luca Garza too. Uh, you said there was four Big Ten games. I only see three. Michigan State, Wisconsin, Purdue, Maryland is at two thirty. Oh, it, that's not listed here. Unless it got canceled, I didn't it's see. It's not anything, listed. But... It's not listed on here. So very, very possible tomorrow or Saturday rather. Ohio State travels to Northwestern. Number 23, Ohio State travels Northwestern. Northwestern wins that game. They're ranked, baby. Yeah. They're in the top 25. I, I That's a guarantee you. They win that game. They are ranked because that will follow. You beat Michigan State at home. You beat Indiana on the road. And then if you beat Ohio State at home, they're ranked. Top 25 bound. That would be something to see. A t- uh, Northwestern. Not a team you expected to see rise out of the Big Ten this year. No, it is not. And it's a big year because Chris Collins, you know, he he's a guy who was on the hot seat. A lot of people wanted him out after last year. And with Jim Phillips leaving for the ACC job, a lot of people thought bad season. They're going to change basketball coaches. So he's having a good season at the right time because with all the changes, it, it could have easily seen Northwestern make a coaching change. Man, I cannot thank you enough. Uh, as always, Dustin, I hope you and your family have a great and fun uh, holiday Christmas. We won't be on tomorrow, unfortunately, uh, but fortunately, we won't be on tomorrow. So we get to take a rare day off. Man, that's unbelievable. But uh, I hope everybody, I hope you're, you guys have a, a safe and happy holidays, man. 
Yeah, thank you, and, and same to you and your family, and I appreciate you. It's been a lot of fun being on here on Thursday, so I appreciate you letting me come on and, and run my mouth for uh, 90 minutes every Thursday. So Merry Christmas, and, and thank you so much for this opportunity too, Jim. Man, we love you. We appreciate you so much, and so lucky lucky to have you and so lucky to have you guys i cannot thank each and every one of you guys uh we appreciate you all without you all there's no reason to be here and uh thankful for you all thankful for everything that's going on let's let's try to get through this and keep doing better i hope everyone has a a fun and happy and safe uh christmas and and enjoy it we'll be back uh, on monday and there's so much going to be happening between now and then we'll have all kinds of stuff to talk about but looking forward to it uh just happy to, to see my my daughter on Christmas, Kylie, and and I hope wish everybody a, a safe and happy holidays. And until uh, Monday, do something nice for somebody. Wear your mask. And until then, I'm Jim Coyle. I will see you on the radio. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.